Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Richard Bliss. And today my guest is a very special guest. He's been on the show multiple times. Uh, He and I have known each other for years and I'm thrilled to have him back. The London Whisperer, Lawrence O'Brien. Lawrence, thanks for joining me. Woohoo! Woohoo! We are... I'm thrilled to have you back. Uh, it's been a great time over the years as you and I have been part of this journey together. We've worked on campaigns together. We've we've been on the show together making things happen. And now you have a Kickstarter campaign that's about to launch. Tell me about the Kickstarter campaign. Wow. Let's leap straight into it. Yeah, uh, well, you know, well, there's... Go ahead. Yeah, we got that. We got a, we got a little bit of stuff going on over here in the United Kingdom at the moment. And uh, you know me. I'm never one to, you know, jump on a bandwagon. So we, we have a, a new card game coming out, which is basically uh, you each take a, a sovereign state, a fresh one, and you're, you're doing trade deals. So it's like a poker, bluffing, um, backstabbing, sniping kind of game where you're, you're basically trying to wrestle trade deals with different countries out of each other's hands. And not to be controversial, we um, called it Brexit the Real Deal. Because obviously we're all fascinated with Brexit and what's happening. And so now it's called Brexit, the real deal for those uneducated. What, first of all, why, but also what is Brexit? Can you explain it? So Brexit. I said, I have that American accent. Brexit, not Brexit. That's it. That's it. So it's the idea of Britain exiting the European Union. Um, so whether, whether you agree with that or not, the, we're in the middle of trying to prove that a nation can actually leave the European Union. And on the whole, we're pretty much failing to do that. <laughs> but, you know, at least we get to dig up a whole load of parliamentary uh, law, which is in constitutional law, which is quite nice. Um, the idea being that, you know, it, it, you've had kids, right? So you know what they're like when they're like, Three, four, five, six, maybe. Can I have sweets? No. Can I have sweets? No. Can I have sweets? No. Can I have sweets? Can I have sweets? Can I have? All right. Look, have some sweets and go away. Um, and so we're we're in the middle of that at the moment, where it's you have one vote. So we had the referendum to decide whether we were going to have Nando's or Kentucky Fried Chicken, and all of a sudden we decided to leave Kentucky Fried Chicken, and uh, not that it was related. And all of a sudden, it's like we can't have another one of those votes because that would ruin democracy to have another vote. So now we have a parliamentary government that is basically saying, let's keep bringing this same vote back about how we're going to leave and what deal we're going to have. And so on the back of that, we thought we're going to bring out a card game that has nothing to do with that piece. It's all about after we've left the European Union, we've realized that the European Union wasn't the problem. The United Kingdom was the problem. So we have another referendum and the whole of the British Union breaks apart. So it's a three to five player game and you each get to play one of the new states. So you could either be Scotland, England, Northern Ireland, Wales or Cornwall. Uh, <laughs> OK, let me close my mouth because wait. So, no, no. so your game is the possible conclusion of what happens with this whole brexit mess is that actually it becomes brexit it's not brexit it's brexit mess that it leads to the breakup of the united kingdom into a variety of different individual states yeah 
And then the idea from that is you're playing a game where you're doing international trade deals because that's what everyone realizes is the real deal because it doesn't matter how much we leave unions, we've got to trade with everybody. So you do this um, blind uh, bidding uh, like a poker, looking each other in the eye, staring each other down as you uh, lay cards, which have things like, you know, currency union, fishing deals, cider, uh, beef, uh, that you're trying to trade tourism and that sort of stuff, as well as trying to block trades and all this sort of stuff. And you realize the only way to prove, as you know, to make you great again, Richard, that's what it's really about. You choose a state, make you great again, uh, and you prove that you don't need to be in a union by making unions with other countries. Got it. Now, what does Cornwall have to trade? Oh, my God. Have you not heard of the great Cornish pasty? Nope. Oh, <laughs> I'm American. You, now, you wait haven't a minute. lived. Wait a minute. I'm going to go get my copy of Empire Builder uh, Euro Rail, and I'm going to look on there because it'll have all this different stuff, the sheep. And you have sheep, don't you? Or is that Scotland has sheep? Who's got sheep? Uh, so lamb is a is a is a, a commodity of Wales. Welsh lamb. Welsh is, lamb. Is, yeah, Cornish pasties, Scottish whiskey. Um, I'm trying to think. Have you had uh, empanadillas? No. Okay. Uh, so imagine uh, a, a delicious large semicircle uh, pocket of short crust pastry. Like a calzone pizza. You've had that, right? Where they fold the pizza over? I've seen one, yeah. Okay, so much like that, except the edges are then crimped up for you to hold this delicious (laughs) packet of food. Okay, I appreciate that you're describing this. You're going to build a national economy on that food? Mate. This is this is what Britain's built on. Um, We're built on pasties and pies and and stuff like that. That's that's the very name. That's that's the core message of this game. How can you live without Welsh lamb, Scotch whiskey, um, whatever they make in Northern Ireland? Now, many to you, the, the beautiful beautiful delicacies of Northern Ireland uh, and Cornish pasties. You see that that's is to show the true value of the union by showing what it's like to be a part of that uh, a broken up. Apart from that union, dealing trade deals with Germany for yeah. you know. You know, at this point, I'm thinking I'm starting to get to the point where I'm sorry I asked the question, but <laughs> let's talk well, about. this is the very nature of Brexit. We're trying to bring something fun associated that word. Reclaim Brexit. That's what we're looking for. Now, speaking that's, of that's whole... speaking of fun, your brand Wotan Games. We didn't introduce you there as the creator of Wotan Games. There's a lot of fun that goes with Wotan Games, partly because of your branding. One of the things, and I think we've talked about it on the show, that you do that's unique. At the UK Game Expo, one of the largest game expos on the planet, you have a very strong presence. One way to describe that, wouldn't you? Well, we, we, we're subtly delicate in the way that we present ourselves. I mean, we don't want to shout too loudly. We, we're English, right? So, you know, we, we like the idea of, you know, being subtle, but, you know, bringing so, a double-decker bus. Yeah, you bring a double-decker bus. That's your booth at the convention, the trade show. That, is, yep. is a double-decker That's what we do. A double-decker bus. Well, I kind of worked on the idea of how do you get the maximum value out of the floor space that you purchase at a convention? And I thought, well, you know, I remember reading something, you know, how you steal the show, right? There was this really good marketing dude who yeah, wrote a book, book about how to steal a show. <laughs> and I kind of worked on the idea, bring, bring a bus, go up, build up, right? Go up. That, and that, uh, yes, that's my book on Amazon, Stealing the Show. And that's from our time together in the tech industry when we had double-decker 
stands, booths at yep. the trade shows, and we That's stood right. out, right? Uh, we uh, stood out from the crowd and were able to do that. Wotan Games has come out with a variety of games. This one, what's it called? Brexit Brexit? What's it? Brexit. Brexit the Real Deal. Brexit the Real Deal. But you have a game that's on the market right now, the uh, uh, Five Ring. No, what's it called? War of the Nine Realms. War of the Nine Realms. Sorry, I think that's Peter Vaughn. That's all right. That's Ragnarok, basically. It's a chance for you to sit around a table with family and friends and resolve issues in, in in a Viking manner. You know, axe in the face, hammer them you know, to death, and that right. sort of stuff. And this game has two, doesn't have a, it's a more complex and it has a smaller version too, like a two-player, smaller two-player version. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the one that you got together with me at the International Day of um, Tabletop. Tabletop yep. Day in uh, Reading yep. at the Ukrainian, right. Ukrainian Community Center. Um, yeah, you were playtesting it still at the point, weren't you? Well, no, we kind of, we concluded the game uh, and I, I was a complete um, genius at playing that game, I thought, in my own head. And then showed you the game, and I, and I think it took well, 15, maybe 20 minutes before you handed me my ass and a hat, I seem to remember. It was yeah, so I, much I fun, because as we're playing the game, you keep trying to give me advice. Are you sure you want to do that? I don't think you understand this rule. Here's this. And I would ask a clarifying question every once in a while. You're like, okay. And then, and then I'm thinking... I'm going to play the idiot, the village idiot here, and just see how far I can suck Mr. Uh, Lawrence O'Brien into this. And, man, you just walked in and let me chop. Walked in. And just chopped off your head. And it was. It was pretty much a bloodbath. Uh, I just remember the look on your face of the stunned realization that I've been had. Right? Yeah. When you realized I had set you up. Let you keep assuming punch. I didn't know what I was doing. And then uh, and I think your comment was you hadn't play tested this game extensively with people who actually understood tactics. <laughs> well, that was it, right? I'd played a hundred or so introductory games. I hadn't actually played it against a, a war gamer. And uh, I, I simply sat there. I seemed for a moment with a half a pint of uh, local beer thinking, damn, that I'd just been battered. I mean, it was brutal. <laughs> It was absolutely brutal. It was. I mean, I literally got to put my chin forward, watch the punch coming in, and then get knocked out cold. It was a lot of fun, and I, I did not feel bad at all. It's going to be no. a great, great memory. And we were. We were at the Ukrainian Community Center on International Tabletop Day in Reading, England, having a great time uh, as we got to uh, just kind of hang out. I remember you weren't feeling, uh, uh, at the time, feeling great. But we got to spend some time and really enjoy ourselves. That was fun. Should we get together again sometime in the future? Always. Always. I mean, we got, we got a couple of opportunities, right? So we, we have the massive opportunity of the UK Games Expo in end of May, start of June. It's the third largest convention. That's the one where we have the double-decker bus. And where is so, that? Uh, it's in uh, Birmingham in the United Kingdom. It's okay. in the, the National Exhibition Centre. And the Hilton Metropolitan Hotel, which is right next to it, and that goes on for three days. I mean, really, it goes on for five days because people turn up like two days early. And there's just everything you can think of. There's uh, role-playing games. There's loads of tons of board games, lots of independent uh, guys. There's also much bigger people turning up every year. Even the manufacturers now, like Ludifact, are starting to turn up. Uh, it's just huge. I mean, it was 25,000 uniques last year or something. It makes it the third after Essen and Gen Con. I think it is. It's the third biggest in the world. Well, well if I had an invitation, maybe I might come. 
Oh, gosh, you know you have an invitation that your name is already on the back of a seat in the bus. You know, like you have those director or producer chairs. There's a Rich, Richard Bliss game whisperer chair waiting at the back of that bus. All right. Downstairs. We'll, take, we'll take that as an invitation and we'll look at uh, what it takes for me to be able to get over there at the end of May. I am getting married at the end of April. And uh, I'll have to see what she says. Maybe it's an extended honeymoon, right? Uh, hey, we're gonna go to <laughs> we're gonna go to Birmingham, <laughs> Birmingham on our honeymoon. Woo! Really, we're living gonna, the dream there, buddy. We're living the dream, and we're gonna we're gonna work a booth. By the way, we're gonna work a booth for Wotan yeah, Games as part of our honeymoon. I want you to see what it's like on the ground floor working up. Yeah, uh, we laugh, but I'm I'm tempted to actually try that to see if she would uh, be willing to say. Oh, let's go see what it's like. And they'll go stand in a booth for three days and uh, pitch pitch games. What do you think? <laughs> well, we'll have plenty of, plenty of variety. Obviously, we'll have all our games. You know, And you know how we, we like to have games that don't have difficult names. There is the UK Games Expo official game of the year is a Wotan game this year called Ramajang. Just to keep it really? nice and easy. You made game yeah. of the year with Ramajang. Well, game, it's the, the game of the event. It's not the game of the year. We haven't won an award. We just managed to persuade them to allow us to co-brand one of our games with them. But no one else has done it before. You see, I, I know this guy who used to do special things at shows that no one else bothered to ask about because no one had done them before. And uh, we kind of took a, a leaf out of his book. What was that one again? Oh, yeah, Stealing the Show. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, we literally approached him and said we'd like to brand one of our games. Uh, with your livery as well, what do you what do you think? And they they were generous enough. Richard and Tony were generous enough to say yeah. So we're it, bringing that out as well. You know, I recall, and, and you keep alluding to these things from our past. Yes, uh, not only did uh, we continue to do things that had not been done before at the show, but each year the book got thicker. Of these are the things you can't do because Richard Bliss did them last year and we're not going to allow it this year. And, that, yeah, exactly. and it was funny because that, that book, and it existed, kept getting thicker and thicker every year. I mean, we did things like, uh, what did we do? We did uh, the card, the card, the hotel card branding, which I recommend to anybody to get your logo on the key cards at the hotel. Oftentimes hotels will do that. It's an independent thing. You don't have to go through the trade show. Right, you can walk up to the uh, to the hotel, call them up, and say we'd like to pay you a certain amount of money to put our brand on the key cards that you're handing out to the hotel guests for the convention. And oftentimes they're yeah. more than willing to do that. Yeah, they um, get a refresh on their cards as well, which they're quite handy for. Yeah, it's nice. What else? Some of the things that we did. Uh, the uh, uh, putting uh, putting vertical banners when you're not meant to, you're not put, meant to put them down the side of your stands and all that sort of stuff. Going to the second floor, flinging things off the floor at the crowds, you know, having them chant the company name so that the entire convention's drowned out. Yeah, that sort of stuff. We did have that. We had people who could hear us actually outside the convention hall across the street. This was in Salt Lake City at the uh, Salt Palace or the Salt Lake Convention Center at that time. Yes, those were some fun. The Hummers, the uh, military-grade vehicles cruising up and down the streets with our logo on the side, giving people rides to and from their hotels. That was an idea that we did. Uh, we had some fun times. Uh, a lot of that can be found in the book, Stealing the Show. This was not an episode of uh, how to uh, you know, go buy my book on Amazon. <laughs> but now that you bring it up, we had a lot of fun doing a lot of those things in Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, uh, a variety of different places that, uh, that we did that. So, yeah, but the re the reason we mention it now is because, right, life is for living, right? Right, you 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 got to have fun, right? 
whatever you're doing, if you're not having fun, you're not doing the right thing. You know, you, you've got to be you've got to be living the dream. You've got to you've got to try and capture that. You know, and this is the whole idea, you know, we've always talked about with funding the dream is usually people say, I want to do this. I'd love to do this. I've had this great idea, but and all we do is we help people with dealing with the butts in their lives. You know, never, <laughs> never start a sentence with the word, but never, never live your life with your butt. You know, it's, it's, it's a funny thing. And, and that's what, you know, for me personally, we've done with Wotan Games. I've always wanted to do this. What was the limitations? Well, we, we get over those limitations, you know, and we get it done. So you, you never want to be in a situation in life with regret that's because right. you can't undo you can't undo what you didn't do years ago. You've, you've got to live every day and, and do do the stuff that you want to do and work towards it. Have that little piece of paper in your wallet and, and on your bedside table that reminds you of the free things you want to do in life next, right? You, you talk about your journals and then you have these things written down that you want to do and you aim towards them, you get them done, and then you open another journal. You know, this is, this is what people need to know. This is, this is why we do these things. Yeah, I've been reading a lot of stuff lately about the journal side that, uh, hey, you know, don't set big goals, don't set the, you know, don't do this, don't do that, set processes in place. I've been reading a book called Atomic, Atomic Habits, which are great things. But the goals for me are the inspiration. What am I aspiring to? Right? right. What, what do I want to achieve? Otherwise, I'm just going to go through life and let life happen to me. And yeah. I, I personally have a pretty good life. Um, you know, a lot of things have happened to me, and uh, people could look at from the outside and say, you're claiming that as a good life, but yeah, I'm kind of, what I've learned, what I've been able to do, but you've identified it. If you have a dream and a passion, now's the time to step up and say, I'm going to pursue it. Lawrence, the reason this podcast exists is because of that. The reason it's come back is because I have a dream of what I want to do and how I want to pursue it, and I want to help other people do that. And that's why, that's why we get on the show and we talk about how to help people become aspirational in their vision and be able to execute that and start moving towards that. I like, that's why I think you and I over the years, decades now have been such good friends because we've been able to uh, help each other uh, with that. I remember one of our very first experiences. I don't know if it was our first one, probably not. I don't think so. We were in, uh, we were in Barcelona at a, a convention trade show and you mentioned to me that game pirates. Right. right, because we had just discovered that both of us were game people, and uh, I ran across the street from the convention hall in Barcelona, found a game store that was barely open. It wasn't even a game store, toy store, and they had, they had the game pirates in those little cellophane things where you put pump punch them out and you make your own shit. Yeah, Whiz Kids, wasn't it? Oh, that was Whiz Kids, wasn't it? And uh, I had to, I, I bought up all of them and uh, had a lot of fun with that. But that was one of the first times I encountered it. And then we had the experience. I know this is a uh, memory lane, but our first. Essen. Right? Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Because we were doing our convention, our own convention in Berlin, and our offices, your and I offices, our corporate offices for the company we worked for at the time was, uh, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes from yeah. Essen. And we realized that our convention was happening the week before Essen. And that was when you and I thought, hey, you know, we can stay in Germany for we, extra we can We can work. Right. We can work <laughs> in Germany. And then uh, took that opportunity. And I remember uh, it took us like 45 minutes just to get in the door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? 
And, that, and we lasted like 25 minutes when we got in the door before we had to take a break because it was so overwhelming. It was so overwhelming. We, I remember we, we found a corner of a wall and just huddled and just breathe, <laughs> okay, breathe, breathe, breathe. But do you know, it was that trip and we're going to wrap up here and then we're going to ha- continue to have the conversation afterwards uh, and some video uh, available on the, for the Patreon backers. But it was that trip, that moment that led to where you, for me, where you and I stand today, where this podcast yep. came from, where our yep. involvement with the board game, because it was a chance encounter with a random video that I posted to Board Game Geek that then turned yep. my life and your life around. And we will discuss yep. that on our Patreon uh, portion uh, as, we, uh, as we wrap this up. Lawrence, it's always a pleasure. I'm looking forward. What's the name of your Kickstarter campaign? Uh, but it will just come under Brexit, the real deal. Brexit, the real deal from Wotan Games, live on Kickstarter here. Uh, by the time this episode goes live, it'll be live on Kickstarter. Back it. It's my good friend, Lawrence O'Brien, the London Whisper. We've had a great conversation. And if you would like to see a disembodied head, we're actually video recording this and I'm making it available to Patreon backers. <laughs> you can see Lawrence is in the dark because he's in London. And all you see is his face floating in a sea of black. It looks... <laughs> You're quite an attractive man, Lawrence. I think it looks great on, great on you, so uh, that works. All right. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been Lawrence O'Brien from Wotan Games. Uh, this has been a fun, random conversation, as Lawrence and I have talked about the industry. Hopefully you found something fun. Come find us on Patreon. Enjoy the conversation afterwards. And if you'd like to talk and be involved with us, join us on our Facebook group, Funding the Dream on Kickstarter Facebook group. Thanks for listening. Take care.